Good morning and welcome to the Daily Recollection. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. We practice redirecting attention away from conditioned mind and to awareness. This redirect to awareness is the practice of pure attention, implying that we're not deploying attention toward a specific thing. The object of attention in awareness practice is awareness itself. The result, consciousness of whatever is in the field of awareness. There is awareness of whatever this is here now. The experience we're being guided to when practice says, allow to arise in conscious, compassionate awareness. When attention rests with awareness and awareness holds attention, peace is. Like love, compassion, and kindness, peace is another word we use to describe center. What universe are you creating? The quality of life when attention is on conditioned mind is suffering because the quality of small mind is negative, critical, dualistic, conditional, comparative, discursive, egocentric, separatist, add your own. Attention on awareness imbues our life experience with the quality of awareness. We use many words to describe the quality of awareness, acceptance, compassion, wisdom, peace, generosity. This here now, colored by the quality of awareness, is a vibrant, vivid experience of life. This is probably what D.T. Suzuki was alluding to when he wrote, there is nothing extraordinary or mysterious about Zen. I raise my hand. I take a book from the other side of the desk. I hear the boys playing ball outside my window. I see the clouds blown away beyond the neighboring wood. In all these, I am practicing Zen. I'm living Zen. No wordy discussion is necessary, nor any explanation. I do not know why, and there is no need of explaining. But when the sun rises, the whole world dances with joy, and everybody's heart is filled with bliss. If Zen is at all conceivable, it must be taken hold of here. So this week, we practice paying attention in the Zen sense of the phrase. And here's our first scholar. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. This is Dana in Alaska. Hey, Dana. Hey. What are you seeing? Well, um, when I first heard the assignment the first day, um, what popped into my head was um, attention is the fruition of all the practice. And um, for me, that started when I was about 19, and now I'm 60. And I felt so happy um, <clears throat> to just to realize, I mean, it takes a long time to cultivate, you know, the amount of attention that I've been so lucky to have, you know, been able to, I don't know what the word is, develop, and um, the fruits of it. Well... Dana, if I may, right there, if I may, yeah. because attention has always been there. You know, mm -hmm. we, we have all the attention in the world, right? And mm -hmm. so what, what we do between, uh, you know, whenever we, uh, it, it, it dawns on us, <laughs> um, till, till whenever we have these kinds of realizations that you're talking about, um, is that what, what's been happening for us is 
we've been shedding or dropping or letting go or uh, moving out of the way (laughs) everything that has kept us from recognizing attention for what it is. We could say from being aware of attention. And then increasingly we see it... um, almost as if it becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I That's really different from how I was looking at it. I was looking at it more like something that I do, and obviously that's ego I rather than me, and it, it kind of suggests that I somehow have control, and it, exactly. yeah, it's something that I do. I really appreciate yes, that. And, and the... <laughs> The, of course, the reason that ego is so eager for us to uh, accept that framing is because when you don't pay attention, then it's your fault. <laughs> right. Rather than ego just distracted me and uh, attention out of habit uh, went to ego and its conversation. Uh, and so I wasn't here for whatever. And then when I'm here again, it wants to beat me up because I should have been paying attention. Yeah, and I think, like, with our practice, I've, I've finally gotten to a point where I'm not getting beat up in that way, but um, I'm still working a lot with... I'm still working some with being frustrated at time. Egos coming in the form of frustration that I wasn't here, you know, on the days where there's monkey mind, busy mind, and kind of wanting to be here more as opposed to, you know, just being with, it's hard to be with what's here when when, when I'm not, <laughs> obviously. That's right. That's right. And yet there is a wonderful sort of trick about that for us to catch on to because even monkey mind uh, as distressing as ego pretends it is to it since it is monkey mind uh, when monkey mind is is going on then it's possible for us to be with attention as monkey mind does what it does in the field of awareness and it can be very entertaining yeah and there's more and more growing presence, and I appreciate what you just said about it being entertaining. That's something that you've been talking about that, um, I don't know what I, how I want to say, but um, very much still something I'm working with. And there's another thing I wanted to bring up, which is the word freedom. And I, from very early on, I felt very restricted and like like I was bursting out of the constraints whatever the constraints were obviously they were the small f self which we call ego Mm -hmm. and there was no way I mean I was at a pretty young age and there was no way I wasn't going to find this path and what we're calling attention today um, and find this practice and all all the practices that I've come across. Um, 
And I don't know why I want to say that, but we've called it so many things, but the word freedom with a capital F has been in my mind all week, and I wanted to share mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really mm-hmm. important. That, that, that's a, a wonderful <laughs> word for um, what inspires us, right? We, we know that what we are is free. We know that what we are is freedom, right? Intuitively, we sense that. And to me, that's that... I, I have a picture of, you know, being in a confined space and kind of your elbows are, you know, coming out trying to trying to make that space bigger, <coughs> and 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 we know that spaciousness is our authentic nature, and intuitively we sense that what is holding us back and holding us down is not us, is not life, is not is not loving kindness, and so yes, it can set us off on the path. Uh, to, again, letting go of all of those constraints until there's just the ability to be with attention in awareness and the joy of that. So, yeah, so can yeah. I say one Happy. more thing that I really need before uh, I go or not? Okay, if we, if we go quickly. Otherwise, yeah, we, we need to do about, this on open air. <laughs> it's just about the entertainment thing. You always talk about it being entertaining and fun, and I just... I really have trouble getting there, so maybe if you could just say one more quick thing about that. Well, ego is not fun. <coughs> that, and so if we're not, so I, I'll often say it, if we're not happy, it's because we're identified with ego, because life is happy. Uh, I'm, I was uh, sitting here uh, the other day watching a group of uh, deer uh, just uh, playing. If they they were just running back and forth, and they run at each other, and jump up in the air, and then race across the. They're playing, right? They're having fun. They're just alive. And we used to be that way. And then the constraints were added. Well, you need to be this way. You should be that way. You need to you need to do this. This is what's important. This is what's valuable. This is how. And all of those constraints resulted in life not being experienced by us as the joy that it is. So that's, that's where the fun is. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you, Dana. Thank you. And call me on open air. We can talk more. I'd love to. All right. It's a date. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Dana. Oh, Sherry, there's so much in that conversation that uh, dropped in while you were talking about it. And here's, here's one, and then we'll move on in the interest of time. But that place of two, two things. One, that, that um, sense of wanting to burst out of constraints, right? That is mm-hmm. the joy that you're talking about because we are. We are that life force that is yes. uh, total and full of expression. And then, mm-hmm. as you said, as we go along, the constraints get added, and what we experience as divine dissatisfaction is just simply the recognition that those constraints are not real, right? They're imposed. Yes. My sense, yes. life sense of itself is boundless, and it's experiencing yes. its boundedness as the illusion that it is. And so when, yes. we, when, we, when we set out on a path like this, we realize that we're responsive and what we're, what we're ex, uh, um, looking for in terms of freedom is freedom from the, con- the imposed constraints, which comes yes. from the custody of attention, 
Because as long as my attention is not on the constraint, it is on that boundless energy, and that is my experience of freedom. That's right. And practice is Mm -hmm. having us recognize the constraints for what they are and Mm -hmm. dropping them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly so. That's it. All right. Here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Stefania. Um, good morning. Hey, so, Hi. I, 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 I've been working on this exercise, and um, I noticed um, something very, uh, very recurrent in, in my life. And also, since I, I joined this, uh, this Sangha teaching, and uh, is going outside of myself like I have few friends saying how you doing and I I always I mean I often say I feel good I'm good I I I feel present in that moment because you know I'm I'm with a friend or I'm with myself and I tell myself I'm I'm fine because in this second I know I'm alive I can breathe I'm fine um what I've been working though I mean what I've been noticing though is that the mind goes uh, right away out and thinking, yes, but if, for example, another member of the Sangha was now in uh, Israel or was now in um, whatever other places in the world, can they find this second in the midst of all what's happening in their little neighborhood, uh, could they feel that moment of, I'm fine. I know there's war around me, but I am fine. And that what comes back and forth, or a friend who has some big issues with, you know, lost a family member or such. I know it's ego, but I'm trying to ask for some uh, help to manage this. Uh, Stefania, you've laid it out so beautifully. Because, when, because, and this doesn't feel like it, but it is your experience, which is why I'm reflecting it, right? So you're paying attention, and you notice two processes. The first process is when attention is on awareness, and and there's an inward focus of attention, there is a sense of presence, a sense of well-being. The attention goes to the mind, which is revolving around, oh, questions about what it's like to be in a war zone and whether presence can be felt in a war zone or somebody who's in the middle of suffering can feel presence. It's, it's basically uh, manufacturing content. If your attention goes, has that outward focus, the sense of well-being is no longer there. And it's as simple as that, right? The quality of our life is determined by the focus of the attention. So you just laid it out really clearly because you notice a pattern that ever since you've been in this sangha, if your attention is here, it's on well-being. If attention is on that pattern, which tends to be karmic for you, which is concern about what's going on in the world and whether or not people can be all right if the world is such a basket case, is a pattern to which your attention goes. Yes. Yes? And so then the question arises, if my attention goes to that pattern, is it, you know, there's a, it's a real question. I really want to know whether people somewhere in the world where they're being bombed uh, are all right. But the important part of that is to connect those two, right? 
you I mean that's what practice is constantly telling us what someone what's happening in the world what is happening in someone else is something we can never know now it just happens to be your say karma not to be born in a war zone so what is yours to do is to to stay in that sense of well-being given the circumstances that are your circumstances yeah not attempt to determine whether somebody else is in a state of well-being in their circumstances because each of us can only work out our own salvation and so recognizing that movement of attention outward is the cause of your suffering you can bring it back and go what i'm being given to do my life plan for this life is to see if well-being is unconditional in the midst of what's unfolding for me which includes a war somewhere in some other part of the world but my ability to stay in well-being rather than give my attention to a pattern that's causing me to suffer because its attention is there mhm yes Yeah. And that's hard to do, right? Because it feels so um uh, conditioned and familiar to worry about the state of the world. That doesn't mean you don't need to care. That doesn't mean that you are not present for the friend who is having a difficult circumstance or sending money to somebody uh to an organization that's bringing aid to Israel or any of those things. Your caring is not in contradiction to attention on awareness in you. and your unconditional well-being. Mm. Mm. Yes, and that's a, this is a very fine is not a fine line but it is a fine line for me because I guess you know you need the extra boots of emotional push uh to be more active to do more like you know can you can you give $50 or 50 or 500 you know if i push you into a different energetic or emotional point i can get you more and and so that's yes. the second part in fact like we always said connecting with this emotion is like how much is enough on what i can do for anybody and anything in the world any cause or any people or any situation how much is is, is enough which is again the attention for me the yes. two things goes hand in, go hand in hand and sapanya let's have this conversation again on open air because i yeah. think that's yeah. important uh, it's important because and i'll say this in in uh, uh for you to consider perspective right emotions make things real and we are we are attempting to ha- uh, have emotions but not let our emotions have us and there's a level of dispassion there is nothing wrong when attention is on awareness right and if i'm in that nothing wrong place i can't be um i can't be manipulated to come yeah. from a place of anything other than love and that's what i need to recognize which is why i first need to get to attention on awareness and love and a certain level of dispassion from which i am moved by love to care rather than by the conditioning that blackmailed yes yes i think with that i need to just stay in that um, concept so thank you so much that was very very clearly laid out and i'm going to sit on that that was perfect thank you so much stefania thank you thank you
The part I appreciated most about that was the bringing it back to each one of us has enough difficulties in our own life that working out that salvation is 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 plenty, and uh, we are assured time and time again by all sorts of folks uh, that that is the greatest contribution we can make to all of mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Scott in Colorado. Hey, Scott. Hi, Sherry. What's going on? This is really fun stuff. And what um, Ashwini said a bit ago about these constraints are not real and we can bust out of them. I mean, that, that is the joy. That's, what, that's like one of my favorite things about practice. And this topic around directing the attention, that is the mechanism of that transformation. So I, I love, I'm in love with transportation, transformations. I'm also in love with directing the attention. And I also love that I don't have to worry about how this is going to go because life gives me the workshops that I need. I just, doing practice for a while, I can just really trust that. Um, and it often comes in ways that I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't have come up with. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Wouldn't have come up with, my, my, if, if I'd been asked, might say, well, yeah, 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 exactly. maybe not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my workshop and then it's is perfect. And then it's perfect. And so my workshop is um, well, yeah. I I won't tell you how I got there, but essentially I'm teaching. I don't say teaching. I say I'm facilitating the learning at a graduate uh, program, a class. And I really believe mm-hmm. that the class chose me. And um, when I got into it, I knew it was going to be a lot of work, but I didn't really realize until I got into it how much work. And um, what I found was. I, it was really important to me, the topic, and also supporting the students in their development and learning was really important. And that, that, those two things um, matter because I'm having to go up against things that I would normally quit on, I would normally give up on. But, uh-huh. you know, I have to show up on Tuesday night for three hours, and they're counting on me. And so I, I have to do this. And so I, when I would sit down, so one of the things I noticed is the time I was spending was not sustainable. It was like 25 hours a week, and I have another almost full-time job and a bunch of other things. So it's kind of like, well, what, what's going on here? And I sort of worked out that it seemed about like for every three hours I was sitting down, one hour was getting uh, donated to the class prep, and two hours were giving up to conditioning. And what I was seeing, it was basically doing two things, either trying to like derail the train or just get on the train and push really hard. So it either do this karmic stuff about you can't and you're a fraud and they're going to find out you really don't know what you're doing, that kind of message. Or like, what about this? What about that? Oh, that's so exciting. Like, oh, look, I just read that book and it referenced up. You should go look up that article and then read that article, then read that article. (laughs) And then be like two hours later and I didn't even address the thing. So let's go back to practice. So I re- those are the constraints, right, as you just mentioned a bit ago. And uh, I, w- I went to kind of one of the things you talked about when you were learning to kayak. Like, just give me three things to focus on. So I'd literally write, like, here's three things that we're doing. You know, we're going to read this article, we're going to come up with some discussion questions, and we're going to return those student emails. That's it. And if anything, anything else comes up, it goes on this little separate sheet of piece of paper over here. It's not bad. It's not wrong. It probably could be helpful stuff, but that's not what we're doing. And that in itself was a, a complete relief. I mean, talk about the support. Instead of just being victim to the voices, the situation is being facilitated, essentially. Yes. And 
what you're describing, Scott, is looking to life for guidance. Yeah. Right? Because, yes, ego would have you devote 40 hours a week to this one three-hour class (laughs) and then uh, another uh, 80 hours to your regular job and then beat you up for being so tired and inefficient and not having time for your, your own, you know, yeah. We, we know how that goes. Yep. And so when we get to that place of realizing life is going to teach this class. Totally. It does everything. Totally. Right? So it may need me to, um, you know, hold a book up or something or, or you know, answer those emails. But yep. I don't have to come up with what I'm going to say in those emails. Life will say it. Yeah. And, uh, and it, as yep, we, exactly. that trust grows, mm-hmm. um, then the, the relaxation comes with it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that was exactly my experience. And then it would kind of try to take over on the three things, and now I'm going to be perfect on those three things. So I put up another sticky, so these are all right in front of me, that was like, what would the good coach say? You know, so mm-hmm. the time is now, the life force is you. You can ask for help and follow the impulse, whereas the ones that often come up. And so yeah. and I just kept looking other, at that. The, yeah. the other part of that, Scott, is that realization that this is not about me. Right, I don't need to be perfect. <laughs> totally. I, 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 I'm a, I'm, I'm yeah. the uh, equivalent of a midwife, right? I, I yeah. don't, I'm not, I'm not birthing the baby. I'm not making this yeah. happen. I'm not I- anything. I'm here as support for life yeah. to do what life does. Well, and that's that's root exactly. And so, so essentially, when I can direct the attention and choose the focus, then I'm not in that conversation, and then I can see yes. I'm, I'm not doing any of this, and, it, and, it, and that is an old identity, you know, that essentially you're not enough, so then you have to be perfect. So basically it just maintains that identity. And essentially in this process, that identity was being surrendered. And then I get to have a direct experience of, I'm not coming up with those discussion points. You know, you can feel the expansion of the awareness. You can see things dropping in. I'm right there because I'm really committed, you know, and it's, it's a thing I would endeavor to do all the time, but I don't. So thank, thank you for giving me this workshop where I seem really motivated for a variety of reasons to see exactly. that I'm, I'm not that. I am this, what you were just referencing. That's right. And, and yeah. you could add, oh, and by the way, I am perfect. <laughs> right. And so are they. Yeah. And yeah. so is that. Yeah. And so are them. Yeah. They, whoever. Yeah. 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 It all is. It's all perfect, including yeah. this workshop. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, exactly. Great. Just worked it all out for Scott. All these students are showing up just so Scott can have his transformation. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. Although I would be, I would be very careful of personalizing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. In the sense that life is showing up uh, through those students, through the this um, form that we call Scott, because life is showing up for mm-hmm. for the transformation mm-hmm. of everything mm-hmm. that doesn't see itself as mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. if we make it mm-hmm. about life is yeah. doing all of this for me, it's yeah. kind of, it can it can become a very slippery yeah. slope. Yeah, it kind of loops you right back right right back into. That's um, right. Being Am I doing a good enough job? Am I learning the yeah. lesson? Am I really yeah. seeing it? You know, yeah. life is doing yeah. so much for me. Am I really? And you can see the, mm. right in the back door comes ego. Yeah. With a good beating. Yeah. So instead of making a conclusion or having a conversation mm-hmm. about it, just make God show. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Thank, Thank you, you, Scott. Yeah. Bye-bye.
Bye. Thanks, God. And maybe in the interest of time, Sherry, here's our next caller. You are now live on the All air. Right. Would you please introduce yourself? Bob, this is Deepa from Novato. Hey, Deepa. Hi, Ashwini. Um, I'm so happy to be unmuted. Uh, I've practiced uh, with, uh, um, with great love this week um, for this assignment. It's the, it, the, the place of what you would do for the love of others. So when um, I heard last week that this was the guide's most favorite, I thought, oh, well, I would like to, I'd like to practice diligently this week. <laughs> it's the, that place of um, the gift of Dharma book where in this way we most deeply bow. So um, I wanted to say that first, even though my favorite is the one coming up. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> they all lead to each other. <laughs> that, that's exactly my experience listening to the call today. Watching that process of, oh, oh my gosh, that's perfect. I have to remember this. And I noticed that that's a process uh, that uh, happens for me, which is, oh, that's brilliant. Um, so uh, just to say that, that all of that, along with... Um, little moments of noticing, which are not little, uh, but just recording about that. So what I've noticed is that there is a conversation about something. So a simple content, I reach for my favorite glass and I say, this is your favorite. So I'm practicing this assignment this week, expanded awareness, attention. You know, there's a conversation going on. And I don't break this glass, it's your favorite glass. So if you're really paying attention, you won't break the glass. <laughs> and, you, and so the, all of that happening in that microsecond before I reach for the glass, and I knocked the plate in front of it, and it fell and broke <laughs> a million pieces. <laughs> oh, I'm so delighted uh-huh. that you laughed this way. <laughs> that yes. is fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah, because there's a lesson in both, right? My favorite teacup is already broken. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, well, there's so much in what you're saying, right, Deepa, that first of all, the, 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 um, the lesson that shows up in the assignment is not simply the assignment, but the guide's expression of this is my favorite, right? And mm-hmm. so what, what it drops you into is the uh, attitude with which I'm practicing the assignment is really the whole the whole deal it's love it might be love for others but it's really love right mm-hmm. and that reverence that respect is really the quality of awareness that's imbuing the attention to the assignment mm-hmm. to the practice which is the real thing it's the real um, it's the real experience mm-hmm. and so then within that context of love there is the ability to notice to notice what the, what the mind is doing, the, to notice that you're living in wonder, you're living in presence, and then there's a conversation that attempts to come in afterwards to convert that into something that it isn't. I have mm-hmm. to remember that. Rather than, oh, I'm just in that brilliant. I'm mm-hmm. in the appreciation of that brilliant. Or I'm in the appreciation of doing the assignment and, 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 and realizing that, that one of those... Um, attention benefits was I, there are no mistakes. Well, here I am paying such close attention to the glass that the plate 
<laughs> it's great. And all, the, yes, there's the laughter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so beautiful when we're paying attention because we're in the context of there's nothing wrong and it's all love. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I think that movement is increasingly available um, in, in just as these movements have been. And so I'm very, very grateful for that reflection, Ashwini. Thank you. Thank you, Deepa. <laughs> I just go back to that, that same place. You know, I mean, do we ever want a plate to be broken? No. Uh, no, we don't. But again, the plate, uh, the plate belongs to life, and um, and it that's that's what happens. And to be able to ha- have it happen, in, it's like the tea ceremony, right? Where it's just such a, a wonderful um, teaching in in what we're taught that it's a mistake, and then mm-hmm. to be present for it and realize what what a teaching and what a gift it is. We can just adore that plate and and it's um it's life mm-hmm. well and it so reminds me of the hafiz poem about tripping with joy right that the yes. saint knows has surrendered all the moves and we yeah. are playing check i mean we're playing chess with the with mm-hmm. divinity and it often makes that marvelous move that makes sense of so many things and our only response is Oh yeah, you won. Checkmate. I'm happy to surrender this move. Yeah, yeah. And and that laugh of delight. Yeah. Mhm. All right. Yeah. Well oh. delighted if we go. Oh, and and just, uh oh, yeah. What? I was just gonna say we have an assignment in the ever expanding yep. practice of ever expanding faith at noon and for those of us who were in the email class, we will meet on Sunday. Sunday. For a group. Yeah. Find out uh check in on our clarion call. Checking on our clarity calls. Thanks, Ashwini. Thanks, everybody. Go happy. Go happy.